It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Ah, yes. I don't have my coffee. Brad don't have his phone. I got everything. Fire drill around here. I got my cup. Forget that. I got my phone. Forget that. I want y'all to start with this. (laughs) Oh, you were absolutely (laughs) right about the Cavaliers. Everything you (laughs) said on on Monday was, or Tuesday, whatever that was, was spot on. You said exactly what was going to happen. What? Hey, you did say that. Prediction. You did. You did say that. About what? Well, me or you? No. Or both? I was talking to Anthony. I wasn't oh, no, listening. Was awesome. the, he said, start with Can we the do this over? Roll the music. I was Nostradamus <laughs> on, on the other day when we were all together. But Jason, Jason knows it was only one way to go. <laughs> he only had one card to oh, play. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he played it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the question yeah. is, what card are you going to play tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> Danny or Jetty has to start at the three. Well, that was that was given before. <laughs> yeah, and I get why they stuck with Isaac. Well, they want to kill his confidence. Well, you and killed he, it anyway. Like he only you, played two minutes. You, <laughs> right, but like the, you gave him a chance in game one and you benched him for the fourth quarter. You I, gave him for a chance in game two and you benched him here, for the last 45 minutes. I'm You're out of te- chances. I'm only telling you what I know. I was that dude. <laughs> I was so starting. You was in that role. <laughs> <laughs> we got into a, a heated battle with the Cavs. I, Friday night I was starting. I came in on Sunday and they said, hey. Totally different. You're out. <laughs> what do you mean I'm out? It's my fault now? Did you, I'm the weak link. Did you know in layup line? I didn't. Uh, yeah. Because they, <laughs> when, when you see the scout report, your name, I start, who are you checking? I was like, what? So that's so like so like that's like they give you a rundown. So they give you a straight rundown before the game. And then, this how and then you, you looking this, for a lot. Hold on, hold on. This is the other thing. This is how your teammates do you. <laughs> oh. All right. You okay? okay. You good? Hang on in. We're going to be all right. It's hey, all man, good. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Just it's keep... like a family member died. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some big beans. <laughs> or it's like one of the family that you don't know. It's like a third cousin, and you didn't really know. You're like, oh, I'm just here because oh, yeah. my dad, that's my dad's. So, Isaac, you hang on in there. The one thing I did not know at the time that I found out later, every dog has his day. Oh, it'll come back. You're going to get another back. chance. I don't know if it's going to be yeah, game three. I, I don't know if it's going to be game three, but, but you stay ready. Yeah. But when you get your chance, you make them eat it. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I get a chance. To you only get one much. chance now. I don't get one more chance. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, well, we got a good show planned for you, Earl. You got two chances. You in the you in the booth. You get your chance today. What you got? You, you know, you'll make it work or what happened? Y'all hide McNuggets do today. Yeah, McNuggets out of here, man. Me and Anthony said, don't come back. Stay in Texas, man. We'll uh, take over. Uh, he made the mistake of training us up the proper way. <laughs> and so now we can do his job without. Anthony, he went down to Texas? Yeah. Yeah, they, Mikey did offer me uh, five-day-old fajitas as a gift, though, when he comes well, back. You know, so well, maybe Mike, come back for that. 
Anthony, Mikey going out of Texas. They crazy down in Texas. Y'all ain't been checking it. <laughs> Texas listen, off the chain. Hey, listen. They Texas just, is not a place I'm visiting. They just let. <laughs> I'm cool. Like, listen, I I might not be able to go to Florida. They just. I'll go to the wrong car. You get blasted. I, I'm not full of yeah, Texas crazy, right now. It's crazy. It's, it's Lawless. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, man. Ohio ain't bad. Ohio ain't bad. We a little. <laughs> but I, we ain't bad here, though. Well, we, about to, we about to get this. We got some good stuff today. What we got? We, we got on the uh, on the docket for today, uh, Be- Earl. Before we get going, man, let's take Bulls bet, man. As oh, yeah. always, Bulls bet is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. <laughs> when you use deposit code Sports, you'll receive a second chance bet up to five hundred dollars. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and bulls. Bulls bet. He, he probably cheated and did. Oh, you only you did right, Bull. You got one. You in the social media be doing one. Cheater, you be getting two. Go ahead. So Bulls bet today is he got the Mets at minus one and a half runs at the Giants. I don't know what his updated standings is on his baseball bats, but I know uh, Bull has been hot lately. Uh, he's been doing his thing. Uh, he's been hot lately. He's been getting his two, two for the money off. Um, so he's been out here moving around and shaking. And you know, Bull Bull got the bullpen arm now, Jason. <laughs> what's it? What's it? <laughs> he got the listen. He, Bull is playing with it. He got he he coaching his little major league team, his own minor league team. He had the nerve to be in the chat, right? He was begging for relief pitchers. <laughs> You wanted us to come in and step in. Hey, man, I need y'all. Y'all catching. Y'all ignore me in the chat. In his defense, we haven't started yet Mm -hmm. for my son's team. And we throw, I throw batting practice every Sunday. I probably throw five, 600 pitches every Sunday. Your arm is rubber. By the end of July, it's like, like I can't get it up past here (laughs) by the end of July. It hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. So you can't go from 46 and weekend warrior to throwing 500 pitches every Sunday. You you keep doing that a couple of years. You're going to throw something out. You'll be looking at some surgery. Hey, man, yeah. hey listen, they, they'll they be right over in sw- uh, swings and things. Hey, I'm not going to be out here throwing no. Listen, I don't even cut my grass. Go ahead, man. man look, man. I've so, only, Jason, I've only you, come you're out. the baseball guy. Yeah. Is this a good bet? I don't know who's pitching today. I should have asked you before we went on. It's, for, baseball betting to me is all about the pitching, who, who the starters are. But Bowles, I mean, Bowles legit on, well, he a baseball, on guy. baseball. Yeah, he, he a, knows. He's a baseball guy. He's, he says all the time, baseball is his best sport when it comes to betting. Like, Bro, he, he's kind of th- throwing darts sometimes nah, at he, basketball. But football or baseball, he's right on it. He got a, he got like a beautiful mind. He got like <laughs> some Russell Crowe. So I see him. He got some spreadsheets and everything. He got the old spread, the MS DOS paper. We uh, go go from green to white, the MS Dawson, to green, right. them old ledgers. Like he yeah. got it, they handwritten. I said, "Bull, these kids out here know what you talk about." When you yeah, say MS Dawson. Y'all know, y'all know what it is. You old be, people know. Yeah. Old people know. Put them floppy <laughs> disks over. Well, well, let me tell you what. Who do know something? Deshaun Watson, he knows something. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's set this up the right way. As always, when we talk about the Cleveland Browns, our Browns talk is brought to you by. Lincoln Electric. Lincoln Electric is now hiring for great jobs out there in Euclid, Ohio, right off the highway on the, what's that, Steve, 222nd exit? Can't miss it. Got a big windmill out there. Uh, great big old factory. That's uh, They do a lot to help the community. I'll be out there. So Deshaun Watson uh, spoke to the media, of course, at the beginning of voluntary workouts. And, you know, he was asked about the contract situation with Lamar Jackson. And he was asked his thoughts on Jalen Hurts now being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. 
and we went through Mary Kay Cabot's article of Cleveland.com, and we found a couple quotes. So we're going to throw those at you all and get you all's reaction on what he had to say. Steve, let's start with the Lamar Jackson. I think it's 126. Or you can take tag board four until we get it. And here we go. And bow. Highest paid players. Now look at this. $51 million for Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is at 50.3. Now this is kind of crazy. Uh, you, then you get down to 46.0. That's where Deshaun Watson is. And the best quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes, is at 45. Guys, when you take a look at this thing, it seems as if like Deshaun Watson came back and everybody got paid. Uh, it's kind of crazy how much that guys are starting to get up in that in that era and that in that level. Um, but now the Deshaun Watson contract is it small now? Uh, we ain't heard nobody talk about two thirty in a minute because it, other guys get well. It's not small, but uh, you know when I was at the owners meetings a couple weeks ago, I was talking to some NFL people who felt like let's. I mean, I'll take it back to Lamar. Mm -hmm. The Ravens missed their window. Like everyone is putting this on Lamar. But, like, the Ravens had opportunities earlier on to get something done with him before these numbers started escalating. Didn't see it going that way. And basically, the earlier you get in, and the earlier it. you do this, the better the deal's going to look. And, yeah. and I would use the Josh Allen deal more than the Deshaun deal. The Josh Allen deal at the time, some people around the NFL were like, oh, my God, what are the Bills doing? And now when you look at the Allen deal, it ain't that bad it's anymore. Light. Because it just keeps going up and up and up. So if you know you've got something – Get it done early. The earlier you get it done, the better it's going to be on the team side of things. Well, the Ravens didn't really forecast the future. They didn't see which way it was going. So they're like, we're not paying you anything. I'll take you back to uh, the thinking like this. There's always going to be an owner or a set of owners that don't care. They're always going to push the needle higher, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to set the mark. And then the player's going to come behind that, and that's going to be the new mark. And that's what happened with Deshaun Watson. Now, they had a window with uh, Lamar uh, Jackson to get it done in Baltimore. They did not do that. They're going to either pay the price now mm -hmm. or they're going to move on. They're going to, they're going to fish or cut bait. It's one of the two. This is where you are. And I, people, It's funny. People run around here get around they get mad at Jimmy Haslam because he paid uh, Deshaun Watson, which opened the door to the other thing. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Have you seen these football players in their 50s and 60s? Guys, guys looking bad. Cripple. Oh, my God. Hey, what? I went to an event. My daughter was going to recruit at Pittsburgh. I went to an event. Tony Dorsett and them were all there. I was like, I walked in. I was like, oh, my God. Can't walk. I'm like, what happened to y'all? It's, 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 it's bad. And, and, <laughs> that money there is an insurance marker down the line because you're paying the price. You what, what do they call it when you pay up front now? They call it. You're paying it forward right now. Yeah, or you're paying we, it forward right or now. Or since I've been taking L's, uh, messing around with these these houses, that's your earnest money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we money. need that earnest money. <laughs> I was just tell you, man. I was, I was so uh, here. I felt like this, but what they were laying on the line, they were severely. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, undercompensated because 
you look at the money, it's a big number. You don't see what they look like after 55. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, so you get the stories and pit tidbits about the CTE and this. See the ones that are just walking around here. I mean, and, and the only ones that's getting more is, is the quarterbacks. <clears throat> you take a look at the, the rest of the guys, the receivers, DB. uh, DBs, defensive end. Other than that, not really. Uh, you had Lamar Jackson's quote and what he said, or Deshaun Watson on Lamar Jackson. Um, I hope he gets uh, what he wants. Like I said, I never uh, talked to him about it, so I can't speak uh, on his business side, but he's a great player. He's going to, uh, and he's going to be. Yeah. Um, when you look at that, I look at it like this. You look at it, it, Jalen Hurts at the top of the food chain, right? And so if you're Lamar Jackson, you start to think like, so hold on. I, I'm seeing Daniel Jones at 40 million, mm -hmm. okay? Now there's a there's a you know Deshaun Watson somewhere in about 46. Now Jalen Hurts is now the, the 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 top dog on the food chain, and it's almost like he has to be looking at him like, hold on, is he as a, is as accomplished as I am? Yeah. Does he have the hardware that I got? No. Does he have? And now you automatically look at it. Before it was, we're not gonna give Lamar Jackson no money because he's a running quarterback. We're not going to give Lamar Jackson no money because I think that 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 the way he plays is not sustainable. Well, Jalen Hurts is the same kind of quarterback. Now that you got a same quarterback that is running the ball, that is still um, doing that and putting this way itself in harm way. He hasn't had the injuries, but do you think now Lamar Jackson looks at it like, well, you just gave the running guy and, and Kyler Murray $50 million. Well, let's wait and see after the draft if there's action on Lamar because he's out there for anyone right at this point. Anybody can go give him an offer. Mm -hmm. So like it's not just that. the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is any team wants a quarterback step right up. Yeah, and and I'm just curious to see after after we get past the draft after some of these teams with some high picks who don't want to forfeit a pick in this year's draft. Let's get beyond the draft and see if there's a little bit more movement on the Lamar market. I, I think you did. Uh, you bring up something we read this first. It's definitely good to be able to see um, him get an extension. He deserves every penny uh, and all uh, the other guys uh, that are up next deserve it too. That's Deshaun Watson well, talking about Jalen Hurts. Well, he's saying he's saying the correct thing. Right? Yeah. Well, like, first of all, it is about. It's always about when you get a payday. It's all about leverage. You're only good at your last game. So Jalen Hurts is coming off a uh, Super, Super Bowl performance. Played very well. He had them by the you know what. Mm -hmm. They were going to have to pay. The forty million dollars is now the going standard here for the quarterback, starting quarterback. That on a winning team, that's the going freaking standard now, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny because I'm reminded, Jason, of remember when Magic signed that contract with the Lakers, a million dollars a year mm -hmm. for, for 25 years, and everybody thought, oh my wow. God, Magic Johnson got a million dollars a year. And then the new standard came out, and somebody was like, uh uh, somebody got that in like a three year period. Yeah. And Magic was like, went back to the Lakers, like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Because somebody is always out there to set the new standard. And when they but set the new standard, you know, the league by hook or crook go kicking and screaming sometimes, but they ultimately adjust to the new standard. And that's how it should be. The players should want guys to leap them because that just keeps raising the bar for everybody else. If you if you're here and everybody else is coming under you, that's a problem when yeah, it turns well, when some, it's when well, you, some, some people are selfish, you but you I'll go, I'll go back to when Jim some people are selfish. when Jim Tomey was here mm -hmm. and the players union was putting a lot of pressure on Tomey to take the Philly offer. Because they get on these guys and tell them, like, listen, you have to clear the way for the guys that come behind you, just like the guys ahead of you forge the path. And 
the union looks down on guys who take less in any sport. To, you know that, to stay in one spot. If you take less, that's a problem by union standards because they want to keep elevating yeah, I mean, it I mean, when you have honest brokers, that's the case. You know, sometimes, let me be clear. I mean, I'm a union guy, right? No problem with it. Be clear, though. Sometimes they're not working in your best interest either, right? Sometimes you have to do make a decision that's for, you. for your best interest. Yeah. And sometimes they're diversely... At odds with one another, and, and like I'm, I'm well. So let, let's take a look at you. Say you you brought up the union. If you look at it from a perspective, okay, they, the union wants those guys to take the most money, ma- maximum money. Mm-hmm. Don't you believe if that was the case, that if after Deshaun Watson, shouldn't have the union been sitting down with the rest of the quarterbacks coming up and saying, "Look, this is an opportunity for you guys to set yourselves up, but this is an opportunity for you guys to set." All quarterbacks up. Deshaun started from fair, foul, whatever the case may be. He got the contract. It's not about whether you think he deserve it or not. But you next guys can come up the next two or three. And if you guys all put your heads together and say, we are only signing deals for guaranteed deals, don't you think that would have put pressure on the NFL to say, we might not give everybody deals like that, but quarterback position, that's a position you give guaranteed money to. Well, you're out here thinking that uh, there's a working relationship with the between the union and all the players. I some don't of, think so, so. Some of them dudes don't even you don't even know them. You don't even talk to them. That's crazy. Right. Some of the people, they, I guarantee you, some of them don't even talk to them, right? Because you, you, you're talking about the player is the CEO of himself, right? Of his own company, right? He has his team around him and his own little board members around him, and we only need you when we need you. And when I don't need you, I don't need you. Right, because that's how it, and it works both ways. They play it the same way. I'm telling you, man. I used to be like president of players association, NBA man. I would, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that that we had interaction with them. You know, I like so it don't work like that. So you would think you would think it would work differently because we'd be strategically yeah, working together. Yeah. It ain't like that. I remember a few years ago <clears throat> in, like that in, in Major League Baseball, the Indians player rep was like a nobody. It was like uh, it was the job nobody else wanted. So right. they gave it to the guy that was low man on the totem pole. And then the NBA sort of flipped that when you saw that Chris. That recent. Yeah. <laughs> when Chris Paul and LeBron and, like, the names yeah, 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 the be- big held, held the power positions within the union. And I know I'm talking about different sports, but I'm just trying to illustrate how different eras view the role of the union and the importance of the union in these things. The only difference is, the only difference is this, Jason, because I play with some pretty powerful people. They never flexed. When you have the juice, you have to flex. And not just flexing for yourself. You're flexing to bring the masses behind you. Mm-hmm. Right? And he never flexed. That's why I kudos to LeBron, Chris Paul, that <clears throat> era player, because they had the power. And when I say flex, that means bring them to the table. Yeah. You had to you had to listen to them, right? Now listen, Mike never were doing that. <laughs> They used to be the. They used to get a job to the low man on the total pole. Yeah. It was a job nobody wanted to be the player rep. Well, did, we didn't you, even get a free trip. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> when you're dealing with the NFL, it just seems as if, you know, that people talk about uh, empowerment. It, I mean, it's a trickle down theory. Like if you're thinking, <clears throat> if I'm looking at it and I see Deshaun Watson, and I think Lamar Jackson saw this, he's looking at it like, hey. I, I feel like this is a little they're kind of in a position where they're a little weak. If I step up and say I'm not going to take no more, no less money than he got. He's looking at the guys above him like hey, 
I know I know what's coming back. I got Jalen Hurts. I know I got Joe Burrow. He's a progressive thinking type dude, right? If I can get if if I can fall in line and get a guaranteed deal, then we get Jalen Hurts to the table. Then we get a Joe Burrow to the table. Well, now you, we may be able to change some things. You're talking logically. You know, yeah. when I look when I look at sports, the strongest union I see out here is the baseball union. Mm -hmm. They they move in force, right? Followed by the NBA players, they they now start to move in force. The NFL, from the outside looking in, they have a lot of people they always pick off. Yeah. And then it's just like the last scenario when it was coming up about when they were doing this thing with, with Watson and the, the, all the turmoil from last summer. Right. And I kept saying, Where's who is speaking for who? the collective, right? There's really nobody speaking for the collective, right? And so they have had, always have had a tendency, and I'll tell you why they have had a tendency, because they don't have guaranteed contracts. They get this money up front, and that's how they peel them off. I'm gonna give you this money up front. I'll peel you off. Don't say nothing. And, <laughs> and the other thing I'll tell you, this earpiece keep coming out, but break, I, break, I, break. I'll tell you this: the other thing I always hear is, is and not hear, but see, is this: they're very, <laughs> they will get you back in the NFL. Them all, <clears> them all, <throat> they got long. They like elephants. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, like, they're like, oh, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for you. I'm gonna get you. I go ask your boy. Uh, go ask your boy, go ask your boy uh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah. They waiting for him. He ain't, I, he ain't seen the light of day since. And and, and and I think and Jason, you tell me if it, I mean you hang around. Well, you've had an opportunity to talk around some of these individuals, given the fact that you know these are NFL owners. I I literally think, and I I didn't think that they would be this petty, but I think that they they literally was was upset. That Lamar Jackson would have the audacity to say he's going to show up and negotiate his own stuff. What is my? It, it all no matter. It seems like they get. It's just a principle because, like you said, anybody can get him right now. If he was available, he's available. They can offer him an offer sheet right now. Which is why I wonder if this is going to change after the draft because I I don't think they're holding the fact he's trying to negotiate for himself against him. This I think this is, this is punishment. I think they're looking at him as. It, it's a bad decision. This but, is but a team that needs a quarterback. I mean, look at the teams that were lining up for Deshaun. And he there's a lot more baggage with Deshaun than there was with Lamar. <clears throat> so why they, so why so why is it not? That's a great that's a, we'll drill down there. With everything that Deshaun Watson has, right? He has the year where he sat out. He's had some issues back and forth with his own owner and general manager. He sat out a year. He had the allegations. He had all these things, 11 games, all the suspensions hanging over. How is it that teams, five, four, five, six teams, interested in Deshaun Watson, but not necessarily the same for Lamar Jackson? But Deshaun controlled that because he had a no-trade clause. So Deshaun controlled the whole thing. Regardless of what was going on off the field, Deshaun controlled where he was going to go next. And Lamar doesn't have that. The Ravens really are still in control because they can match any deal that comes to him. So teams around the league don't want to do Baltimore's bidding and put a contract in front of him that Baltimore's just going to match. That's why I think, I think we have to wait until after the draft. If, if we get beyond the draft and teams still are not coming for him, I, I don't know what to make of that. Like we need, we need to get to that point and see, because I just think there's going to be more interest in signing him to an well, offer sheet. Once teams don't have to give up their first round pick in this draft. Well, see, I just say this is the retribution is coming. And so to me, because 
you the writings on the wall. You saw the list of who was making the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could easily just pay them the money, and you could say you could justify it by saying this is the rest of these guys got this money, so we slide him in here, right? You could be done, right? They're not doing that. So they, they're not doing it, and so I say this: the either because the again it appears to me from the outside looking in, there's some retribution coming here. And so they're going to make him, because the tone is bad. You walked in here and told me what you're going to do. Then you walk in with your mom and told me what you're going to do. And I'm like, you're not going to tell me. That's how they do. You're not going to tell me. I'm going to tell you what it is. Can we, can we get that list? <laughs> can we get the list, the ranking system? Because I, I'm with you. I'm kind of confused. If they really wanted to get it done today, they could just slot them somewhere in between that. And so here you go. If they, if, so today they got to sign the deal. No, what I'm saying if they gave you, him you, you here, Jason, the numbers they have, the numbers they have put on the board that are publicly out here, don't even compare to where these top five are. Right? I, they don't. I, I was we were. It, it was common knowledge. I'll put it that way. At the combine, Lamar had told the Ravens. Five for two fifty, every penny guaranteed, and don't call me until you say yes. Yeah, we There's all no talk, negotiation. We all talk tough. So, like so he's, he's but, but, five there, for but he's not negotiating. Like Baltimore is privately telling people, there is no negotiating going on. Like in a negotiation, both sides are talking. He's saying five for two fifty, or I'm not picking up the phone. Don't call well, me until man, you well, say yes. Here, here's the deal. If you can, if you do that, say okay, I'm gonna tell you what I have on. Because they don't have nothing to lose. This is what I'm gonna put on the table. I'll put on the table today. It can be two weeks from now, a month from now. I'm going to put this on the table. So they have a number that they want. They may not publicly say what the number is, but they know where they'll so, go. Somebody right? said 200. It was a 200. It, somebody said it was it was known that 200 million was on the table, and then that 200 million he turned down because he said he wanted the 250. Now, <clears throat> that number's gone down now because Jalen took less. I don't of, know of, of guaranteed money. Now, you see what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Now, so early, anything after the guaranteed money, let me just say this. Gee, anything after the guaranteed money is phantom money. That's what it is. Yeah, it's phantom money, yeah. right? Because you may or may not get it. Well, if you stay healthy and you're a quarterback, you're going to well, get it. Well, that's what I said. You're you may get or may not get it, right? Barry said at the combine, Andrew Barry said, this is not going to be the new standard of contract. You, like, you know what the good thing about NBA money is? Guaranteed. It's all guaranteed. That's right? a great You don't have nothing on me. You're not going to pull the wheel up under my eyes, right? You're not going to do it. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why the football players don't uh, address that. I, I, right? I don't think, I don't think, I just, before we get to you, I just don't think, in general, I, I think that if if you would have, Lamar Jackson would have just, it, it, this is even beyond Lamar Jackson. This is just something for the football players. The same way that they, the owners talk and get together and, and stand on something, Y'all might want to get together and start standing on something like and, and it has to come from the quarterbacks. It can't come from a D tackle or some random <laughs> or, linebacker or center or center <laughs> that ain't gonna get it done. If you if you guys want to fight for guaranteed contracts, it's going to come from that room from those individuals there at the highest and highest in the food chain. And I think and, and I'll tell you what I think you can get a couple allies, but if I'm Jalen Hurts, and I'm a second round pick and you sitting here arguing for the if you sitting here arguing for the guarantee and then they, they got two I, they gonna give me 50 a year. Yeah, Sorry. Know. I'm gonna take that. No, this is a great conversation so far and Brad said something earlier how Chris Paul and LeBron James was able to take control and kind of shift the way things were done. I found an article in the New York Post. This is dated March 18 2023 and this is a NFLPA director Demore Smith. 
and he writes that owners take fully guaranteed contracts because they are better for the players and than they are for the owners, which we know that. He continues as such, these contracts will shift control to the player, allow them to benefit the most from the arrangement and limit the control of the owner and the team. So I, I guess to, the, to add to the conversation, do you all think that the quarterbacks in particular are willing to step up, step out, and kind of go against the grain to break the barrier for everybody else going forward? Come on, Earl, they're not going to do that. Why are they not going to do it? Let me tell you why they're not going to do it. All right? It's real simplistic. They're the ones getting peeled off. <laughs> they're getting the cheese. They're getting broke the, off. The crumbs are coming their way. They, they're, right? the they get, they're the proper. first ones to get broke off. So when they get broke <laughs> off, tendency, <clears throat> in the, tendency in this world is like, I'm saying nothing. Why should I say something? Yeah, why would you? I, I'm not going to do that, right? Because yeah, right. there's no sense. reason why that if you have your Brady's and your top people at the front of the ticket, right, they couldn't walk away from them. It'd yeah. be a PR nightmare. You, but you never see Brady and them out front, right? Why not, Jason? Because they already got peeled they're off. They're making their money. They got peeled off. And so they like, quietly, y'all go out there and fight. Let me know how we doing, <laughs> right? We ain't doing that. I, you know, I, I think one of the things that's missed in it is, <clears throat> is like from a standpoint of, of you know, the highest paid quarterback, like is Jalen Hurts worth $51 million? If somebody's willing to pay it. <laughs> you're worth, when, you're worth when, what someone will pay you. That's right. your worth. If someone so, will pay it to you, then you're worth like, it. It's like when you sell a house. Yeah. What's your house worth? Whatever they'll write a check for. That's right. That's what it's worth. So, we sold our house in the pandemic, and I felt bad for the people that bought it because I'm like, it ain't worth that. But you want to put an extra zero on it. That's what it's worth Here today. Here you go. That's what it's worth today. <laughs> that, yeah, is, that's, that is what it's crazy. worth today. I, you know, and, and I don't think it'll, it's not going to change unless, unless those guys did it. Now, I, you know, I always look at it in terms of what the NFL is, is thinking about it. And you know how it's just so funny? The NFL just moves right along, right? Uh, like the NFL does not. Nothing wait. stops the machine. The pandemic couldn't bring down the NFL. It uh -uh. just moves right you're like not, it's crazy. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring down that machine. You're just not. And it's okay. I mean, I'm just saying here. I'm a I love the NFL, right? I do, right? I I, I wait for the Sundays, right? You know me, I'm doing yard work for the Browns because they're gonna force me to do yard work while I'm yelling, right? I love that, right? The players, the way the system is set up, and I have to think at some point. They seem to be okay with it. They like the way it is. I, me, I, I don't know if that works, right? But I will tell you this: unless your top people come to the front, and I'm not just saying to rob somebody, yeah, to level the field as much as possible so that we all can get. Because here, be clear: the NFL making a lot of money here, right? They got They're it. Like, hey, hey, so they when you talk it. about new stadiums downtown Cleveland, the question is going to be, what you putting in? What you putting in? They they got it right, um, and they, this has, this has been this, so you make because you can't be the old school owner. I told you that the art models are they gone right. You need big ticket dollar people now and and people behind them to own these teams. And then they, guess world guess how they get rewarded? It probably is not in the day to day operations like you with the Cowboys make a lot of merchandise money, TV money, or, or, or New York market. You get paid, they get paid, and shareholders get paid. When they sell, yeah. That's, so you that's, buy here and sell there. Mm -hmm. That's when everybody gets paid, right? So they know that this is a long-term annuity investment for them. Mm -hmm. They're just having fun doing it. 
Because they know at the end, you're going to get some paper out of this thing. Why do you think people be jumping on like magic? Now? I come in for a meal. Hey, <laughs> I can turn that meal yep. into five meal. Yep. Right? I, I tell you what, man. Um, you know, it's always a new generation, new crop of cats coming through. Everybody's getting rich. And so we're going to transition to the Browns and all in the let's, draft. Let's do it. And you know, the funny thing about the draft, the draft used to be the Super Bowl here. Um, and I, it, it's we still talk about it, but we really don't talk about it as it, it with the depth that now that we have Deshaun Watson and, and you, the goal now is, is transition. We're in the process of the business where, you know, we're not just trying to maintain. We actually trying to expound on what the business is and, and make it profitable. Um, let's move to the draft. Okay. And when you're looking at this draft, we'll start with, with you, Brad. Um, you know, coming out of this draft, you do have a you have 74 and 98. Those are your first two picks. Are you going to start with 74 and 98? Yeah, 74 and 98. Gave us some real estate to get. Yeah, to, yeah, to, we we did get, and now we we trying to get back up. Right, right. Do you is is the Browns' best philosophy going to be best available? Or by need. Well, I think your philosophy in the draft is always best available to know where you're picking it. But we are in the market to buy a need, right? Now, here I will say this: to me, Andrew Beer's done a good job assembling the pieces that we have. Now we're gonna wait to see what we have. But I, I stay in buying mode, right? I'm not gonna come out of buying mode because I still need some pieces. I'm gonna pick them up a draft day. I gotta see how some of this dust settles, right? Cause I, I and I know y'all all be on me about this, but I like man Ezekiel is still nowhere. <laughs> you know where? You know what I like? I like teams that pick up pieces, right? right. That, not whether I use them or not, but I got pieces. The problem is when we get down to like the Cavs on 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 uh, Tuesday night here, mm-hmm. we were like, where are the pieces at? Right? This is when this comes into play. Buying. You got to be shrewd about it, though. I think Andrew Barry, when I go back and look at it, he's been fairly shrewd about putting this together without going broke, right? Now we got to see if it plays out because we still have some holes. He's tried to address some. I'm giving room for others to step up. Kareem Hunt is still running around out here, right? What are, what are we doing, right? We have room, we have some bandwidth, Jason. We do, right? I think that. We have to be in a mode that we're always looking to get better. So, so Jason, when you look at this this draft, and you take a look at specifically best need, um, most most needed player, or specifically, hey, out the best available on the board, even if it's not in a position in need. Where do you stand on that? Well, they don't have anything that is an absolute glaring need right now. Certainly, without a first round pick, like you, you're in the third round, like you know, you're not drafting. A third round to be a day one starter. Yeah, more than likely with where they're at, with where this roster is at, they do need more linebackers. They need another defensive tackle, especially if Perron Winfrey gets cut. You know, I think they still need help in the middle. Of that defensive what's up line. with that? Uh, I think they're going to let this process play out. I don't think he's on this team on opening day. I'll be surprised if he's still on this roster in September. I'll be I'll be really surprised. Sometimes it's not worth the headache. It, it, well, that's exactly it. Like he yeah. showed some flashes last year, oh, a couple, but not enough to yeah. put up with with some of this. And and eventually, and I'm telling you, Brown's reputation around the league, from the Kareem instance to the Deshaun, like they're bringing these guys in. These aren't got now Perrion in his defense was here, but there he had flags on his background when they yeah, drafted. Yeah, right. So, but the Browns at some point have to take a stand. 
because their view externally, whether or not they care about this, is that they don't care about women. Yeah. That's the view. It, it, they, they went and got Kareem after we all saw the video. They went and got Deshaun after all the allegations, and now you've got yeah, this Kareem's thing with Perrion. Yeah, Kareem's a model citizen been here for all he I has been good. He just has a, been just good. Yes, I can tell. And, and, Perry, and Perry, uh, he's just a... Deshaun, too, for all that good. I haven't heard anything on these streets about him. Right? See, there, there's, this is what gets me about certain people. Like, back in the day when I was, was playing and we had a new coach come in, we knew what it was about. Like, when you get a new coach that come into the system... They watching you. They tick, 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 tick. They trying to find out who you is and what you about. But when you look at Perion Winfrey, you didn't have a great season last year. You showed some things, right? But you you also were suspended by people. You know, people saying you need to get mature. Yet you were sat down last year. Why in the heck would you come out here, Perion, and knowing good and well, knowing good and well, you got a new defensive coordinator, a new coach that's watching. And they didn't already got three, four dudes. They didn't got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got three, four dudes. They've already brought in veterans, right? right? That signals to the young guys. We are not playing with y'all. We don't have time to wait on you. And Perion is, is a guy who had issues in Oklahoma. And let's just be clear. JC, you're right. At some point in time, you can't keep having the same trope hit y'all, especially when it comes to women, right? If after the Deshaun Watson thing, it should have things should have went off in everybody's mind. Hey, listen, I can't be moving around doing certain things. And to be truthful, I tell my family and the members this all the time. I'm trying to grind. I ain't got no time to be doing cookouts. Y'all want to, I can do cookouts with you the rest of my life. Hey. I ain't got, but I don't have no time visiting, leaving, coming back. I, you can FaceTime me, bro. I'm in this book. I'm trying to get better. And a lot of times for young players, this was not the time to be well, hanging out. The, the we weren't of, there. We don't have the details of what well, happened with Perion. But what is disappointing is the fact that they did send him home, knowing he had to grow up and mature, and he couldn't avoid he couldn't afford any more instances yeah, yeah, like so this. So you you're correct. We nobody knows what happens here. But here's the deal, right? You you have to be aware of the circumstances. You have to know what the, what's really on the table. So the table for him is he's still on a make good. Yep. He has to be on his best behavior yep. at all times. You can't put yourself he in position. He has to be in a professional light all the time and prove to people because if you don't think that that word was out there to prove to people that I can be the person that measures up to this talent that we think you have, yeah. right? And that's what you, and you always have to be, so you have to be the person that arrived to work every day early, the one that stays longer, right? To prove that like a coral comes to practice first. Yes. He's the last one to leave. Yep. Right. He's always done that. Right. So they don't question the work ethic, the work ethic. That ain't even an issue. They, they, they question some other stuff, right? But they don't question the work ethic. So that gives you the grace that as you're you, as sometimes when you're stumbling along, they give you more grace and say, okay, we'll keep working with you. Mm-hmm. But if you start doing things that it, it goes back to this, they say this, they don't even understand. Yeah, you don't. Oh, you don't even understand. Like, like you don't. You. It's the principle, right? You, you don't. I. I will say this. It's. It's disappointing though, because what I really would like to see is him being able to learn from some of those veterans in there, right? Being able to be up underneath some of those guys and to learn a little something. Now, now it, it seems like a lot. A lot of times with the Browns. They're trying to build depth. They're trying to build their roster. They're trying to build their numbers. And it seems like they're always losing a guy, whether it be from injury, whether it be from guys that's not doing the right stuff. And it's hard to build those ranks when you're doing that. Part of that is the nature of the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's all, you're always churning. You're always bringing guys in and guys are going out. 
But to get back to the original point about the draft, I'll be surprised if they stay at 74. That's just not their MO. They, they have too many picks for what spaces they have available on this roster. I would like to see them try and package a couple and move up, either who, who, higher to the third round or the second round. You, you mind, would you mind dipping in next year's resources? Now that's it a, depends on who you know. I mean, it depends on who's available and and at what spot. I mean, who would who among us thought that they would take a corner with their first pick last year? I not never, at all. I never would have dreamed that. Not at all. And it it turned out to be a home run pick. Yeah. So and and but they had to drop down quite a, a far ways to to in order to do that. You know, they came out of the second round, dropped to the third, picked up an extra pick that became Cade York. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see them. I mean, they love to move down and acquire picks. If they're doing that again, it's to get picks next year. You know, I don't think they're going to move down from 74. I wouldn't think. But, you know, hopefully maybe there's someone available in the second round. You know, receiver, I don't know if I mentioned that. Receiver, tackle, and linebacker, the conversation hasn't changed. Those are the three spots where I think they could use more depth. Uh, it just depends on how your board falls, who's available. And if someone if someone you really like slips a couple spots and you've got extra ammo to go up and get someone, go be aggressive. Well, it seems to me the Browns are built for now. Yeah, I ain't got a whole lot of time to be because my window is short. Mm-hmm. I ain't got a lot of time for problems. I ain't got a lot of time for if you ain't ready to go. I ain't got time to train you up. Yeah, because like my window is short, right? And so when your window is a little longer, you can. Like, it's like it's like Minnesota Timberwolves. They, their window is a little longer, so you have to. You had to take some incoming, right? Mm-hmm. And whereas you like Golden State, their window was now. Yeah, they're not right? worried about resources. No, because them dudes gonna be gone. Yeah, you can see it. You're past <laughs> your prime. And, and we got a lot of guys that, that that kind of fit that mold. Let me actually this this story came out. I know it's not on the rundown. Um, what do you guys make of uh, Greg Newsom coming out with his plea? <laughs> Greg Newsom, <laughs> Jason. He said he loves Cleveland. He won't be here. I, I get it. He does. Um, is that a, is that a product of of his agent saying, hey, look, we're going to go put some water on this real yeah. quick. Total honesty, yeah. like total honesty. I don't care if he asks for a trade or not because he's not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him. I don't believe anything players say on the record that players and agents lie half the time and make up the rest when you're when you're talking <laughs> on the record. That's the way it goes. They say what they're supposed to say. You see my say. face? Yeah, what you say? That, that's the am way it goes. I, am I wrong? Uh, is that is that. What about the reporters that lie and make up things on the record? I've never done that. I didn't say you did. See, that well, her dog will always bark. You know that? Have you ever known that? <laughs> he said, are you, are you allegedly saying? <laughs> right. I've never. I said there are people in his business that make up things all the time. It depends on the, it depends on who you're talking about in the publication. Okay, I can go to in. Chicago, LA, New York. There are people in your business that make up stuff all the, it, it, it don't have nothing to do with the person. I mean, the, the business. It depends on what your motives are. Greg Newsom changed the agent for one reason, because the one he had was not getting done what he wanted to get done. He just won't tell you what the deal is, right? Greg Newsom don't want to be in that slot. He want to be on the end. They say, nah, got Emerson on the side here. He better than you. So you're going in the slot. So to Jason's point, I control you. You don't control me. You in yeah. this, you in this slot, and so now, the only reason you change the agent when you're not up in a contract year, what kind of dispute can you have? But his, but his <laughs> agent is not going to get him into the, but when, out of the slot. But when you're young and and don't know how this business really works, you think you know, right? But when when Duke Johnson wanted to trade, oh my God, <laughs> he went to the same place. Mm-hmm. Greg Newsom went. Yep, Did like, he get it, th- and he got it. 
But that was a completely different circumstance. That's a different circumstance. Than what this is. And I mean, Newsom's changed agents, what, like three, four times now? Yeah. And now he's back where he started. So I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care if you ask for a trade or not. I don't care if you're happy here or not. Go out and produce. And I think part of the reason the Browns gave David Njoku the contract that they did was because he got back in the boat. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when Austin Hooper was here and they drafted Harrison Bryant. Njoku wanted out. And the Browns talked to him. They got him to buy back in. He became a very valuable player to this team. Yeah. And they ended up – It's that contract's still an overpay. But I think part of it was because they told him, get back in the boat and we'll make you whole on the back end. I, and they could do the same with Newsom. What's, what's to stop them from paying Newsom higher than slot corners get if he comes in and does and, his and job? And perform. And, and, but and, you just said the right thing. You have to perform. Right. right? This is what this is. You, you, you're, here, let me tell you, all young players out here, no matter what sports you're in, here's the rule of the day. Take it with you for everything that you, you, you may hear out here. You are only good as your last game. If your last game, you sucked. They look at you like you sucked. If you, if you balled out, you're my latest and greatest new best friend. I said, that's how you keep yourself on an even keel here, right? So when you sit here and don't do that, you're clouding your own judgment plan. I'm this guy. Earl. You're not proven to be that guy. I got a question for Jason, but uh, I do agree with Jason. I can care less what Greg Newsom wants. You want the contract, go out here and ball out. All that extra stuff we ain't got time for. Jason, back to the draft, though. You said there's three positions that you can see them uh, trading up for. Jalen Hyatt is one of the guys that I would love to go get, but I've seen a lot of mock drafts that I've skimmed through, and it has the Browns taking running backs. Your thoughts on that? No. And with their first pick? Like, yeah, like with their first pick as far – and that's why we kind of titled this best available or specific need. And I was kind of shocked to see that myself, that running backs being mocked to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're looking at Nick as getting up there in, in running back standards. How old is he now? 26. I don't even know. How, how many years has he been here? Four? Hey, he's got to be 26, 27. 26, yeah. I say, hold on. But 27 I, years old. Yeah. Huh. Uh I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, because the the value in running back, you can find running back. The, to to me, to me, I, I, I when you look at it, I can't, I can't see them going after us. Like even if a safety, I, you don't need no safety. You can get you a safety, even if it's like a, 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 you know, there's only three positions to me that matter, that that they should be looking at: receiver, edge rusher, linebacker. Or D tackle. That's it. I would prefer to get another deep tackle if they can get another veteran so I could plug up that hole. If Perrion Winfrey not going, I would I wouldn't be mind if they go after that as well on the defensive line. If you wouldn't you gonna get rid of Perrion Winfrey. But to me, the, the the position they still need the most is receiver. And I know people talk about it all the time, like, hey, uh, you know, we, we already got uh we already got Elijah Moore, we already got a good a good one, we already got Donovan. No, no, no. Listen, that's great. I love it, love it, like it. But I still would like – I love Jalen Hyland out, out of Tennessee. I think he, he he's scary fast. He runs past everybody. I'm trying to get me one of them type dudes. If the, if, if the Browns trade up and want to go get another and, – and to me, it's just about impact. Whoever it is they get, I need them to be in the mix for starting. And I think that's what the, what the come down is. It's about whether or not you're going to get a bench player or a guy to come in. Give me a contributor. If you need to package up them threes and fours, because we don't got no time to be, to be waiting for threes and fours. If you need to go back over to that second round, 
I would like to see them do that in day one if they, they feel like they got an impact player. Receivers, the one spot where you could probably get, if you move up to the second round, you get someone who gets on the field, and linebacker, I guess, really any yeah. position in the second round, you should get someone who, who's going to get on the field right away. But the Browns are really in a position right now to draft for depth and for drafting. You're trying to draft guys now, third round, fourth round, who mm-hmm. are going to be starters for you a year from now, two years or some, from now. Or sometimes, yeah, you, you know, you can find a jewel. Absolutely. But that yes. requires you to be a, a, a miner. You know how to mine. Some get a, you got to be able to know where somebody's got something. And running back is the one position yeah. where you can really go. I mean, you can find a six-round running back yeah. who becomes a pivotal uh, piece to Look at team. the dude from Kansas City from Rutgers. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. Shanko, I don't know where they got. That's messed up. I, I, don't, I don't remember him running the Big Ten like that. No. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's transition. Let's get to some Guardians um, talk after. Oh, go ahead before you do that. Before we get into that, we got to read. We got to get taken care of. Uh, this next segment of the show is brought to you by the USFL. Sunday, April twenty third, the USFL is back in Canton. Come celebrate the pro football. Uh, come celebrate pro football with free T-shirts, rally tiles, and the whole family get great seats starting at just ten dollars. So go buy your tickets today at USFL.com. The Cleveland Guardians avoided the three-game sweep against sweep against the Detroit Tigers behind a Jose Ramirez three-run home run. They won the game three to two. Fellas, we need your thoughts and your opinions. Well, first, the first thing that I got from that was I wanted when I saw this on the rundown, I wanted to get uh, you know definitely when I seen Jason was here, I wanted to get his thoughts. The the Jose Ramirez thing, right when he got caught, yeah, the, the strike. Yeah. Now, I love the pitch clock. Love it to death. Um, in that case, you, usually you see it where, where guys are in the box or whatever. But Jose Ramirez at the time was in the box. He got called for a strike because he was not looking ready at the go. pitcher. He wasn't eight, ready to go. Ready to go. Um, do you think that's something that they should take a look at? And is this something that could like potentially be harmful down the line if they don't kind of taper it a little yeah bit. I mean this is what happens when you try and build the plane while you're flying it <laughs> right like that's what they're doing with this they, they really overhauled the game yeah in one offseason and they tried some of the stuff at AAA to see what works and what doesn't and then they bring it to the majors but this thing in particular they have to take a look at and they have to get this fixed and you get pictures like Max Scherzer who's trying to manipulate the system right, and he's right. trying to manipulate the timing of the batters and I don't blame him like your competitor I would too there's nothing wrong with that, but this this part was weird because he was in the box, but he wasn't ready to go, and the pitcher wasn't on the mound. And as soon as he stepped on the mound, Jose wasn't ready to go, so it's a strike. Is my understanding of it? Maybe maybe yeah. I've got something wrong on that. But the the problem is you're trying to retrain the brain of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be telling Brad, you can't shoot from the paint anymore, or you can't you know you can't be on this part of the like. It's just when the pitcher steps off when the pitcher steps off the mound yeah. the batter steps out of the box right, it's right. been that way for 50 years and now they're telling the the batters they can't leave the box because the pitcher can get right back on the rubber so when the pitcher's on the rubber you got to be ready to go so it's just one of these nuances it's maybe one of those things that it's an unintended consequence right. of the new rule and they're going to have to take a look at this sooner than later because this is going to become a thing well i've i've always said this jason you talk about un- unintended consequences you know, speeding up the clock, somebody's going to get hurt here, right? Because the game is meant to be played at a pace, right? You can't go out and play 18 holes of golf, and every time you approach the ball, just start, as soon as you get there, start swinging. swinging. You can't do it, right? You just cannot be done. And something's going to give at some point in time, but they'll find out. I get them trying to understand and pick up the game in a, in a, in a per, uh, better fashion and make it more watchable for people, mm-hmm. right? But you can only go so far, right? So I'm, I'm really, really interested to see how this, 
how the experiment shakes out at the end. I like to know if we get later on in the year, how many people are going down. October is going to be fascinating when it's the playoffs and every pitch matters and it's second and third and one out in the seventh inning and you, you got to go like you can't, you've used your step offs or whatever. And like the clock's winding down and you, you, you got to go. And I'll be, I'm really fascinated to see that like April. Okay. Whatever. Like, and, and Karen checks a good example because Karen check really didn't have any issues in spring training with the right, clock right. and the guardians were kind of pleasantly surprised, but you get to the season uh, things change a little right, bit right, right, right. and things slow down a little bit. And he's had a couple issues with the pitch clock. Okay. So September pennant race, what's it going to be like October playoffs? What's going to be like world series? What's it going to be like? So I just, I'm fascinated to see maybe some, ultimately, maybe they add five seconds. You mean when somebody blow, the, ga- blow the game because the rules came and bit them? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. The, the, somebody the, going to, one the, of the owners going to blow up and go sideways, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Classe oh, yeah. hasn't been the same this year. His velocity's down just a touch, just a mile or two. And the Guardians sort of feel like the pitch clock because he was so slow in the past. And now he's got to go. And now he's got to ramp up and go. And they feel like the pitch clock has been one of the things with him. You know, uh, Zach Meisel, I don't, I, that's not mine. Zach Meisel wrote about that mm-hmm. for us a couple of days ago, mentioned it. So these are all things. And, and maybe next year, like I said, maybe next year they put five seconds on. Who's, you know, 20 instead of 15, 25 instead of 20. There's things that they can, that probably wouldn't add a ton of time to the game, but still gets the point across and gives these guys an extra half second to breathe. I don't know. But this thing that we saw yesterday was different. They need to address. I mean, they've, they did it in the middle of the season with the sticky stuff. Uh-huh. They changed yep. the rules right in the middle of the season. So there's nothing that would mm-hmm. stop them from it's only April. This is brand new and there's nothing that would prevent them from taking a look at that that specific aspect of this rule. And Tito Tito to his point when he was explaining it after the game, he said, look, they've been telling us to tell our guys stay in, stay the, box. in the box. Don't don't move away. Don't step out. Don't adjust your wristbands. Continue to and the eye contact thing is big because some people assume that hey, just because I'm in the box, I'm good. No, you got to actually be paying attention and ready to go. And it doesn't really matter what the pitcher is doing. Mm-hmm. And he said it's just so hard to get these guys. Right. There, this is hard. Like when you step out and, and Jose's doing his routine. He, he, he know he's, he's swing. He's standing there, swinging the bat, swinging the bat, just trying to stay loose. Right. He doesn't want to be, you know, you know, batting and hitting is all about rhythm. Right. It's almost a dance, and, and for them to tell a guy to stand up there like a statue, it's just it's just difficult to kind of really you know change the way people are hardwired. I mean, an easy solution is if the pitcher steps off the rubber. Once he gets back on, you have one second or two right. seconds to be back in your you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. and that that way that guys can stay in the box. Th- that way, Jose, what exactly what he did is legal. He's still in the box. All he has to do is just get ready to go and reset himself. Uh, in terms of what happened on the field, uh, you know, they, they lose the doubleheader to the uh, Tigers. And uh, I was talking to Matt Derry the other day um, when I was on the radio, and he says, man, you know, that's just what the Guardians do. Like, the Guardians, every game is close. Like, there is no game where you watch the Guardians, you're like, wow, that was it was 9-2. to uh, you, we, we, you know, they get out there and they blow them out, and you can go home and enjoy the game. Um, they did salvage the sweep yesterday. Um, you know, Jason, when you look at uh, the, the Guardians and, and with the Tigers, I think one of the things that, you know, people don't really get is they're going to play less games against the Tigers and right. the Royals and those right. guys. So is it a little bit disappointing when you do see them play the Tigers and you're kind of thinking like, hey, you don't want to think you're going to sweep everybody, but you at least want to take two or three out of the, the, the softer teams. Yeah, I mean, ideally you want to take two or three. 
every series. You know, it's a 6.67 winning percentage. Right. Winning 67% of your games, you're going to the playoffs. And that, obviously, that's not going to happen. You're going to get a few sweeps. You're going to get swept a few times. You're not going to beat the Tigers. I don't care how bad, how bad of a team they are. You're not going to beat them every game. It was disappointing to lose both in the doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, whatever. It's April. I'm more concerned with how this team's playing in September than they are in April. This team usually gets off to a little bit slow starts under Tito in April because he's building and building and building this thing. And he wants them playing at their best, you know, August, September, October, which traditionally they've done under him. So I get the frustration. Uh, they've had a ton of injuries already with the pitching staff. They're already thin a little bit on the bullpen because they've had to overuse some guys. And we've seen the moves now, Hunter Gaddis going down. I'm really curious to see who they bring up next week. They've got a lot of options to fill that spot. Uh, we've mm-hmm. seen movement with prospects coming up and down. Yeah. Brian so Rokio. what, so what, do you, what do you think long term, right? right? Because If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. At some point, you had to turn your prospects out and say, let me see what you got here. Right? And they brought Rokio up. Yeah. Rokio. And I'm not talking about for the week. Yeah. Like they, uh-uh. I'll give you a look-see. And, but it looks like he's going to be – they brought him up, and they're going to they're gonna sit him back down. Yeah. And a lot of people got excited because they're like, oh, wow, we already had Arias up here, and then we got him. And he's he, – I, I would say he's their best prospect, infield prospect, right? Arias? Rokio? Yeah, Rokio is – you know, I listen, plans change all the time. It was my understanding last year they were sort of viewing Jimenez and Arias as the middle, up the middle future, combination of the future. Okay. Arias didn't have a great year in, in AAA last year. He's here now. They've moved him around, given him a look at different spots. He's ahead time-wise of Rokio. Doesn't mean he's ahead on their plans, though. Mm-hmm. But the Rokio thing was really, I mean, Rosario's banged up a little bit. Freeman's a little bit banged up. So they brought him up as an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Those guys are fine. They didn't need to go on the, on the I.L., so now Rokio goes back down. He'll go back down. I don't know if it's official. It'll probably happen today. Um, and and they, they need another arm. They need a reliever in the bullpen. They're a little thin hey, right Jay, now in arms. Jay, let me ask you a question. So when they bring people up, how long do they give you a look in baseball? Right? How many hours? Well, it depends on what the reason that you're there. You know, like sometimes, sometimes you're there for one day. You're there to make one spot start because it's a doubleheader and you need a guy. And you know when you come up, you're going right back down after the game. Sometimes the situation, they had injuries with Plesak and Savali in 2019. Those guys came up with knowing you pitch well, you're going to stick. And that's why I'll, give, I'll spin this ahead to next week. With okay. Gaddis going down, you know, Logan Allen is an option. Uh, Tanner Bybee, who I've been really anxious to see, is an option. Xavion Curry, they could pull from the bullpen and give him a start. Mm-hmm. But these guys are getting to the point where you talk about you've got all these prospects. Let's see what you have. Mm-hmm. Well, this could be an opportunity next week with that with that rotation spot opening with them sending Gaddis down. Battenfield pitched well the other day. I'm still not convinced he's a, he's going to be okay long term. But you know, give him his credit. He he did well for one start. There's a- but Bybee or uh, Logan Allen, yeah. If they if they slot them in next week, that's a situation where I think they're here as long as they as long as they perform. Because you know, 
typically it used to be like this. You would use your young talent to motivate your older mm -hmm. personnel to, to keep mm -hmm. somebody on their heels to keep them hungry, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can become complacent. Absolutely. Right, and so that's why I was asking, you know, typically they're using their, their minor leagues like their G League. NBA well, they don't center. have old guys to motivate. They're well, all I mean, young. When I say old guys, I say the, piece, the people in front of Even right. the vet yeah, guy, yeah, the vet you got to keep some heat on them sometimes. Rosario is not going anywhere. I know that's people his, get that's, frustrated. That's, that's old boy's boy, so he ain't going nowhere. Ooh. Rosario's not going that's, anywhere. That's, until, that's Amir's friend. Rosario's <laughs> not going like, anywhere until going he goes somewhere. He ain't going nowhere. For so, some pieces. Yeah, I, but I mean... Tito is, is so loyal to him. That's a guy that they just I, – I, I think he's here all year. I think he's a shortstop all year. He's, he's off to a terrible start. He's he gotten off to worse April starts, believe me. He's just one of those – he could be one of those guys that don't like the cold. And as the weather warms, so does his bat. Uh, he's traditionally been a slow starter. And, and I would like to see him at least go lower in the order. I, I think Jimenez should be batting second. He's the second best hitter on the team. And he's hitting the lower half of the lineup. That's the one thing with Tito that I, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll see. Uh, Rosario, I think, is here all year. I don't think they're going to move him. They do have a bunch of uh, shortstop prospects who probably one of them, whether it be Rokio or Arias, is, is the – or maybe it's Jimenez, and they slide one of these guys over to second. Uh, that, that, but I think for this year, it's Rosario. That, that's the craziest thing about it because when you when you just a guy watching – when you just watch it and doing stuff with the Guardians and looking at it, just look how many middle infielders they got the uh, the Rokio guy who could play second base or shortstop. Uh, you already have Arias up here who's doing shortstop in, in third base. Um, he's basically been an infield platooner. Um, Tyler Angel, Freeman. Angel Martinez is a guy. He's a little bit lower down. <laughs> um, he, so there's there's but, five six dudes. But the re they like and a lot of teams feel this way. Shortstop is your most athletic position. If you can play shortstop in baseball, you can play anywhere in baseball. So stockpile the middle infield prospects. Okay. And then if you have a hole at second, if you have a hole at third, if you can send them to right field, you can send them to left field. You know, you should have the athleticism to be able to move around that's, that's and, and fill different spots. And yeah. that's why. But at some point, like, they're going to have to make a move. And you hear Bull scream all the time, Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds. He wants Brian Reynolds. Um, and, and, they, and they may get to the point this year where they have to trade for a bat. But I think right now, April, May, and June, and July is to see where are where are our holes, where are we weak, and they and I've said this for a year and a half, and they still haven't made a big move. They have everything they need to go get whatever it is they want. If they need an arm, they can go get an arm. If they need a big corner bat, they have the prospect capital to go get a bat. If they need a starting pitcher, they have a prospect capital to go get that. It may hurt with the pieces that they have to send out, but they have everything they need. They have a top outfield prospect in George Valera, top middle infield prospects. You just rattled them off. Three top arms, Tanner Bybee, Gavin Williams, Daniel Espino. They have the pieces that other teams covet. They have everything they need to go get whatever they want. Earl, we got all the sponsors we and need. And what they want uh -oh. may be to just call those guys up. That Bring could be. Up. Go ahead. All right, man. Great first hour. One hour down, one hour to go before we continue. Um, man, say that with a smile on your face. <laughs> say it with your chest. Right. One hour down, one hour to go. So before we get, there, we go. We can get a word in from our panel, man, on subscribers and memberships. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.